Match day 10, Atletico Ottawa 1, Vancouver FC 0. A nervy win at home with a lot of wasted chances, but we still ended up securing our first back-to-back home win since August 17th. Let's get into this. After the Whistle, the official podcast, the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every week, giving you reactions, analysis, and hot takes. Patty, two home wins in a row, baby. How yes, you feeling about sir. that? Yes, sir. And the best part about this one was that it was Sammy Salter that gave us that <laughs> win, which is bananas, because <laughs> he has been not great up until now. So, uh, yeah, I, man, like, I don't know what happened between the last couple games and now, but he came out hungry this match. Yeah. I really liked the Sam Salter, not to jump ahead too far, but I really liked him. And that goal, like, incredible, incredible chaos in front of the net. Chaos, fantastic finish, great take for the first touch to take it down first. I was at the game and I got there a little bit late because of the traffic and uh, so a little bit of problems with my flex pass tickets and like I missed the goal. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) I was getting them scanned and then I hear the crowd just pop. I'm like, no. And look up at the screen. I see the goal. I'm like, that better not be the only goal today. Oh man, that's lo sucks. and behold it was. But hey, you know it's hard to be upset when uh, when it ended with a win. Anyways, yep, true the enough, only, true the only thing more annoying than missing a home goal is missing like the uh, the opposing team goal because then you're extra frustrated on top of it. True, true. Or like missing a wide open header at some point during that <laughs> match. <laughs> that was a little uh, rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a few of them. Honestly, I can't really blame yeah. Sam for that one. There was a bunch yeah. of. Um, I'm going to call them errant shots, uh, whether it was, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit later, but yeah, yeah, you know what? We got the W, we picked up the three points. That's really Mm -hmm. what matters, especially right now in the standings to keep us competitive. Um, So yeah, not, not super, super impressed with mostly the second half, but I really liked us in the first half. Yeah. We, I mean, like everyone knows this, we could, we totally could have been three nil up in the first half. I mean, there was so many shots like Diego, oh my God, yes. Diego could have had a head and goal as well. Like Callum uh, Irving kind of, what is it? Joey said to me in the stands, he's like, Callum Irving starts the season with 10 saves. He just used four of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, brilliant stuff. Um, why don't we actually just go right into stats? Come talking Let's, about that 17 shots to Vancouver seven. Yeah, yeah, we, I mean, obviously anyone who watched the game, whether you were there or watching on TV like me, man, it was just a shooting gallery, especially in the first half, like bananas, absolute bananas, 17 shots, three, three big chances for Ottawa. That's huge, man. Like we normally get one or two big chances, but actually having three of them like underperforming our XG is like, it's, it's only the past few games this season we've ever done that. We yep. normally overperform the XG like crazy. Yeah, usually. So, so it's really good to see that kind of stats. I mean, yes, of those 17 shots, five were on, five were blocked, and seven were off target, but at least we're shooting. And I know we <laughs> talked about it last week, I think a little bit. Of, there's, there's some people out there who are listening probably that are worried that we're kind of becoming you know a shooting gallery team where it's like, yeah. just taking any garbage angle shot that you possibly can. But mm-hmm. I honestly don't think during this match, there was too many just pot shots. Like we only had how many, I mean, from shots, we had 15 shots inside the box. Yeah. So out of our 17 shots, like that's, that's insane. And I like that. You know what? I like that. 
it's if if those were all outside the box, then I'd be yeah, okay, we can't be doing this. We can't be that pot shot long range, you know, well, open well, prayer type of team. Funny that you say that because that is the one shooting stat that Vancouver beat us on, where five of seven of their shots were from outside the box. There you go. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind shooting a lot from inside the box, which are obviously good chances. Um, because this is we're listen, we're playing against CPL goalies here. Mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes you might just be like, just shoot on sight, man, especially when you get close enough. Like we don't have to. We're not uh, unless yeah. it's Tristan Henry. Apparently we're not dealing with uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not always dealing with world class keepers we're going against. So, yeah, take more shots, man. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's, and I mean, again, speaking of us kicking ass, like we also won every dueling stat. You 70 duels won. 54% of ground duels, 69% of aerial duels. Nice. nice. Uh, 62% dribbling stats. So like, you know what? I, uh, I really liked the team. I, mm-hmm. I really liked the team that I watched on the weekend. And I'm sure you yep. did too. I'm sure the people in the stands did. Uh, the dub looked lit. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I was here for it. Yeah, it was great. Obviously, obviously like we say, we've been a team of two halves. Um, <laughs> the first half was, you know, bonkers. And then the second half was pretty, pretty flat. The half yep. that we're shooting towards the dub, unfortunately, was the half that was pretty, pretty flat. And I was almost worried that they were going to nick a late goal, oh, especially when we started yeah. giving up those free kicks near the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, we all know how we perform against set pieces. Exactly, uh, exactly. So, so I think all of yeah. us were just far too worried. Mm-hmm. Um, where if we had pay- played like we played in the first half, I think there would have been a lot less anxiety in the stands. <laughs> well, no, those, especially those because... We hopefully would have would have put in a couple more goals, so we would have been way less worried. Like I'm, I'm not lying to you, man. Like there's, I think there was at least two dangerous free kicks right at the end. Yeah, one of them there's was a- direct. One of them was on the at the side of the box, yeah. going to whip it into somebody. And I was like, they're gonna they're gonna score off of one. Yeah, of it was these, right. And it we're was in- all gonna be very pissed. Yeah, well, yeah. I think one of them was one of them in injury time. It was like really, real, real late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, thank you, no, thank you to all of that. <laughs> yeah, I was very, very prepared to leave there disappointed by conceding like a late, late. Yeah, l- uh, yeah, late goal again. Tying, <laughs> <laughs> tying Vancouver. Ugh. Yeah, no, at home that would have been awful. So it's. <clears throat> It was a relief at full yes. time. The, fu- the full time whistle was a relief. And well, it kind of think- sucks because it shouldn't yeah. be a relief to beat Vancouver one nil at home. But, you know, like you said, we'll take it. We'll take yeah. it. It and doesn't it, put us again, higher up the table because Halifax also won, but it puts us further away from the bottom of the table. And that's important. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and I also think that, you know, when you say there was a bit of a relief, I think you could see it even on the players faces, which is kind of unfortunate. But yeah. at the same time, there's always that that asterisk next to a game like this where Johnny we're playing at TD place that place is mm. cursed for us yeah. <laughs> so if we nick out a one nothing win and get three points at home you know what <laughs> I'll take it yeah I'm not gonna look I'll at you of course in the mouth on that one that's no, two, win- two wins we'll at home it. in a row I don't even remember the last time that happened was no I don't remember either dude I mean it took it took until like uh, last season that we've you know had two wins in a row in general for the first yeah, time true. for our club so yeah uh, we'll take it. We will we'll take those. Yes, Don't will. care. Um, it'll, you know, it's just, it's one of those, all right, dirty win. We'll take it and we'll move on to the next. We exactly. Uh... Especially when we're, especially when we're rolling into forge and, uh, Pacific, especially when um, we're rolling into forge and Pacific, because <laughs> we need three points. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Um, I know you said that we wanted to get five points from the next three games. Well, we've already got three of them. So let's go. Let's go. <laughs> one more win. And we beat and we beat the, beat the, yes, baby. Beat the expected 
So standout players. Um, I, mean, I mean, there's kind of two givens here, really. Yeah, Sam Salter and uh, I'm yeah Carl Howarth. I mean, you can't Absolutely. you cannot give those guys enough credit for what they just mm-hmm. went out and did on the weekend. Yeah. And it's funny because we've talked about Sam Salter a lot on this podcast, and mm-hmm. most of it has not been great. Mm-hmm. But when you look at his stats for this game, he played 90 minutes, yeah. five shots, a goal, two chances created, 88% accurate passes. He went. I want to stop right like, there because 22 accurate passes. Here's a dude that we're so used to hopping on at the end of the game <laughs> know, and, getting, and getting like four and having like four, <laughs> not yeah. not 22 at 88% accurate. And the yeah. two chances created too. I mean, he did the damn thing, man. And not only that, like one clearance and four recoveries. Yeah. Duels one. Sam Salter. Sam Salter. Yeah. Ridiculous. Four out of seven duels one. Was also got fouled twice. So, you know, drawing good fouls in dangerous spots. He just, mm-hmm. it was basically everything we wanted him to be as that, you know, big man hold up striker. And he did it. Just, I can't believe two chances created as well, dude. That's just so impressive considering, like, like we said, the type of player that he's been up until, uh, up until now. Exactly. And I think we were all kind of waiting for this Sam Salter to yep. come out. Yep. Even in the games where he played decently well earlier in the season you know yeah he mm. scored a pen i think against vancouver or no he scored against vancouver in, in open play did he not yeah, yeah yeah so so i mean again he's obviously a little bit of vancouver's kryptonite but on top of that yeah. i think this was the first time we saw him perform at the level that we were hoping when we saw the transfer fee so and i know he was super stoked about it like i think his parents yeah. were there and he yeah. talked about it after the after the match um in the interviews and stuff like that so super happy for sam i know we kind of rag on him a little bit but I think that it was kind of a monkey on his back, I think, for a long time um, so far this season. We're 10 games in, and he really hasn't performed. And this is the first time I think we've seen him perform to the level that we want him to perform at. Yeah, and we've seen him do it away and at home now as well because, you know, mm-hmm. some of those players, you know, at home, they'll absolutely just just freeze up and ghost. And the fact that he's put probably his best game in our, in our colors at home now Yep. is really really good to see we want players that can uh, that can do that and to see him get the media duty at the after the game too it was just oh he had the best day <laughs> yeah he did exactly and his parents were there like he got yeah. there's photos of him hugging his mom i was like nice yeah. fantastic <laughs> yeah. we can't we do have to mention the comical double header thing in the second half where the, the cross comes in and then he hits the header straight up into the air and then he hits the next header again, way over the crossbar. I was like, what are you doing, Sammy? There is absolutely nobody covering you right now. <laughs> you have so much time to take this ball down and take but a also, shot. But also, the other, the real question is, what was Crawford doing when he just completely left him alone after he got the first header? He just like, he, he got the header, it went straight up, and then the yeah. defender just left. And I was well, like, oh my God. <laughs> and, then, but, and then that's why you can't blame Sammy for maybe assuming he had someone on him, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, you think he said as much after the game, too. He's like, no, I didn't know I was free. Like, <laughs> why would I have been free and open right there? Like, <laughs> Yeah, which for us watching, and then they, like, the commentators were like, he's basically a gimme. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so, you know what? For that one, we we can cut you a little slack, Sam, especially because yeah. you won this game for us. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and the other one, and, obviously, we talked about it a little bit. Gatorade, yeah. man of the match, yeah. Carl <laughs> Howarth. What? Mr. Out of his skin. Played out of his skin. He did. Three chances he did. created. Two out of two accurate shots. Two out of three successful dribbles. I mean, the, man the thing had is, eight, is that he was... Johnny, the man had eight recoveries. Eight recoveries. See, this is like, he was basically was the opposite of what you get from Assy on that right wing. <laughs> yeah, three out true. of three, three out of three tackles one. Eight out of 11 ground duels one. Two out of two aerial duels one. And he got fouled three times. And he, he only got dribble pass once. I mean, b- basically like it would be completely reversed if it was Assy. You know what I mean? Oh, and he had two shots on net as well. He's a hundred percent shot accuracy. So it was, 
Yeah, yeah, he had that low drive uh, and, left foot yeah, in the yeah, bottom the, right corner. I almost thought that was going to go in. Yeah, three passes in the final third as well. So you know what? Carl Howarth, I, we tip our hats to you, man. That was an incredible match for you. Rolling back the years with that. And yeah. I think uh, him starting, I, I like him starting because. I also, I'm so glad he's back. I'm like, yeah, when I saw him yeah. and, and King Nate out there, like on the starting lineup, I was like, yeah. oh my yeah. God, they're back. Like, it's so like good. Seeing um for the, his first couple appearances this season that were the sub appearances. And you could tell he wasn't yet sort Full of clicking of, with everyone right like it wasn't yeah he hadn't reached his uh, final form yeah exactly everything wasn't aligning yet but yeah. like it was it was on saturday and yep and you love to see it yes, um disappointments i mean not, not really huge there, not really any huge ones i don't think. um yeah i don't think there's any giant ones i, I yeah. think even the people that played quote-unquote poorly still had a decent game i mean i would yeah. probably maybe put maybe put Zach Verhoeven up here and I don't like having him here, but just yeah. like his stats were not incredible. One yeah. for five on long balls, mm-hmm. 14 for 20 on passes and five for 15 on ground duels, which is not that great. Well, this is what we, this is the type of thing we complain about Asiu all the time, right? The winger that's constantly just not able to, uh, to, to come out on top with those balls, just losing possession, losing. Well, and not, only, not only that, when he was in duels, he also drew through fouls. So Yeah. yeah. I, w- I would say Zach's on here. Um, I-, I didn't super like Maxime Tiso that match either. I think mm. our left side was really just the weak side, which we saw a little bit last season. I think the left side was just our weak side all season yeah. last season. Mm. And I- we got a little bit of shades of that this 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 match. I didn't hate it. Again, it wasn't like a complete collapse like we've mm. seen in the past. I just think yeah. that it was maybe not up to where we are, were expecting it to be when you're starting Zach Verhoeven and Maxime Tiso. That being said, it kind of plays into what you were talking about last week when we had the question about whether or not we would like to see Zach Verhoeven start or yeah. come in as a super sub. Yeah. This is an example of him starting and maybe not being as effective in that role. Yeah. It's funny because like the last two games he started, obviously the last one he started got that early goal. This one he started, we got an early goal. Like yeah. The, and, and but and this is oh, the why man's a say, goal, the man's a goal talisman. He's a goal talisman. Like when he's, he's a goal on the field, talisman, like, <laughs> right? And that's that's why you want him to be at the end because if he's only got like so many minutes to be that you know to, absolutely to, chaotic, to, you want that in, to be like the last thirty minutes rather than the first thirty minutes to give us his power. <laughs> exactly <laughs> to give us your power. Um, no, yeah. you're right. The left side was a little you know a little uh, not as great at all as the right side and i mean it's also because it just operates differently right like we've got a right footer playing at right wing we also have a right footer playing at left wing so it's a different dynamic of how they uh advance the ball true right true. yeah, yeah. No, so sometimes it just doesn't click one one way will click and the other way won't click it just it happens right but exactly and i yeah. think i think lastly i mean if i'm gonna put anyone on here i am frustrated i'm going to say with gianni dos santos yeah i think that it sucks because he has some incredible moments but i just think it's frustrating because he he comes out he's so fast he's so Mm -hmm. hungry he has good vision on the pitch but man do i hate his finishes (laughs) they are just not great uh he should have at least probably had at least one goal that match Mm -hmm. uh and and then his stats were a mess like 50 percent on tackles he had 15 touches in 27 minutes and 33 percent accurate passes yeah that's not good i mean there was like there was it was some suspect decision making too right like he beat his man up on the left and then uh either you know hook his shot wide which he did once or sort of send it in to nobody you know like assy style so like in into traffic like it'd be salter running in the middle of traffic and he would just sort of aimlessly pop the ball in there and it would just but in like you said like in assy's case i think that i can easily chalk that up to him being 18 years old and just like inexperienced 
Yeah. John DeSantis is 24 and he's a, a fairly like experienced player in this league mm-hmm. even. And to see some of those decisions, I'm just like, ugh. like the, the, all we need to do is get that last, you know, one yard of like play down because everything else before that is beautiful. And then, yeah, yeah. and then he, he roofs it or decides to cross and it kind of goes to nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. One, one thing that I would like to mention, um, I'm not sure if he really did it a whole lot this game, but there's been games in the past where he goes down pretty, pretty easily. Um, and then it's now becoming a bit of a reputation thing. You know, he'll get fouled and it won't get called. Um, yeah. and it's almost, it's something you don't want to blame them and say, Oh, it's your own fault. But you know, that's just how it works with refs sometimes. Right. If, if, if they see you going down soft, it, the, the, the threshold for what constitutes a foul is, is just going to be higher for you. That's just how it is. And we've so, seen it all and we've seen it all season. I think that yeah. the referees got some kind of talking to from either Canada soccer or the league in the off season because the refing this season compared to last season to me mm-hmm. is much better yeah. as far as as far as letting the, the players actually play mm-hmm. instead of just constantly calling cards and fouls and things like yeah. that. So, yeah, sometimes just, it goes a little far the other way. But I mean, you know, you you you'll you get that balance in as time goes on. right? Well, but so. we were at like, I mean, Johnny, you and I both know, like last last season, we were averaging like do- sometimes double digits for yellow cards. And yeah. I mean, this game, we had four like last game. We had two. Like, yeah. So no, it's more sane. It's more yes. sane. <laughs> yes. Maybe they listened and they were like, man, we should we should really fix things because Johnny and Pat really hate. <laughs> <laughs> we we really hate listening to them talk about this every week. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, that's honestly that's that's the only people I would kind of put up there. But even yeah. even though them like again, not an abysmal performance, just kind of like no, a, not at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's just you know just sort of pales in comparison to just some of the way better performances. It's really a yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, when you have like Howarth on the right and then yeah. Verhoeven on the left, you're like, there's a clear difference here. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so how do we improve? Obviously, consistency, <laughs> consistency, this, this whole playing being completely different teams in both halves is getting a little getting a little boring, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's better than just being a, a second half of the second half team. Yeah, at least we're getting a full 45 in general out of, yeah. the, out of the boys. But yeah, I would love to see us just be a little more consistent between the halves. Um, the last couple of games, I think our first half has obviously been much better yeah. and it's a bit of a reverse of what we saw last season where we were a second half team. We're kind of mm-hmm. coming out of the gate as a first half team and then just holding on for dear life, hoping that they don't score. And, and yeah. sometimes it works like in this match against Vancouver and sometimes it doesn't when we played York, right? Like they scored two goals in the second half and we kind Absolutely. of conceded that way. So yep. I would like to see us just be more consistent, even if it means being less explosive out of the gate. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's you got to find that balance, right? And it was like last season, it would always be, you know, you'd start out slow and start out slow. And it wasn't until the end that you came in and then you all got a late goal to, to win it one nothing. But um, it's almost it like, yeah, it wasn't until we brought on Zach Verhoeven. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and it's almost like we're doing the opposite now where it's like, yeah. let's just come out swinging and get that goal. Yeah. And then sit back. And that's what we've been doing. But the thing is, is, you know, that's like you said, that that takes years off of your life. To, yes. as a supporter to oh, watch to does. watch you sit back and hold on to a lead and just absorb and absorb and thankfully Vancouver is a pretty weak team so we didn't we didn't have to go through that era of absorbing and absorbing and absorbing not like when we're playing York not like when we're playing Forge not like when we're going to be playing Pacific again so yeah maybe yeah. we uh you know it's, it's basically the same as the last Vancouver game like I wouldn't take this as a great you know indicator of mm. what we're going to be like in the next two games because against stronger teams, you know, we're going to have to be finishing our chances rather than, uh, you know, wasting them scoring one and then holding on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think I speak for everyone. Like I would rather see us defend strongly and, and 
on a draw and then put a couple in in the second half, then score one seven minutes or eight minutes in and then just <laughs> hope that we can hang on until, yeah, the, yeah. until the last whistle. No, exactly. Yeah. So, um, moment of the match. Yeah, got, I mean, it's, it's the one I missed, isn't it? It is, yep. Yeah, you missed it. You missed it, Johnny. <laughs> of the one, the one game for you to be in the stands. I know, right? I'm very common, and I score one goal, and I wasn't even there to see it. Just, uh, it's okay. Um, for me, for for moments of the match that I did see, there was um, <laughs> uh, Max Tiso had a had a shot in the second half, and he absolutely just drilled it right under Callum Irving, and it went across the box, and it hit the far post. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so frustrating. Like, I, and again, this this game is this is now two games in a row. That we've just been denied by posts and crossbars yeah, for like because exactly. Callum Irving had a garbage game yeah. and so did his defense. His defense yeah. was a chaotic, just dumpster fire of a defense. It's just the problem is we couldn't finish and yeah. a lot of them were just off the post, which sucks. It sucks. Yeah, and I mean, but that's you know I. That's football, though. I guess. It's, I mean, well, it's also a symptom of taking lots of shots, right? It's, yeah, that will happen. Yep. Yep. So, so. don't don't mind too much. No. Um, before we go, we're going to do things a little bit different Ooh. this time. Before we go Ooh. into the mailbag here we segment, go. we're going to, we, you're going to hear Let's a turn lot the heat more up. from Let's us. turn the heat up here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last, last week we had a, we had a very hot rumor and this week we have pro- possibly an even hotter one that again Ooh. came from searching the Twitter mentions. <laughs> just when, just when all you people out there listening to this thought it couldn't get any hotter. Johnny and I are bringing you an even hotter remix of the rumor mill. <laughs> yeah, so it, Marka of all outlets, you know, we're we're massive now, ladies and gentlemen. We have Marka commenting. Marka's on talking about Atletico Ottawa. That's what's up. talking about Atletico Ottawa. They have said that Alberto Zapater Zapater. We'll learn how to pronounce his name later. Is apparently obviously uh, Real Zaragoza. Their captain, who has been their captain for years now, um, they yep. did not renew his contract. He is apparently going to be signing with Atletico Ottawa with immediate effect. So for those of you that aren't tracking, Real Zaragoza is a fairly high profile team in La Liga and La Liga 2. Very um, much so. Yes. Yeah, so kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Like let's, like-, like, let's walk through this guy's pedigree a little bit. Obviously, he's... let's. First of all, we want to say he is a central defensive midfielder. He is oh, a yeah, six, he's a ladies six. and gentlemen. He's a six. This Everybody is who we've been six. waiting for. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Almost don't even need to hear anything else. That's all. Yeah, right. as soon as Johnny us. as soon as Johnny sent me this this uh this link and the info, I immediately looked him up on transfer market. And yeah. as soon as I saw d- defensive midfield, I was like, Yes! Yes. You see that big white dot at the bottom in the middle of the pitch, you're like, that's yep. what we need. Yeah. Um so now Alberto is thirty-eight years old. Um, which is which is insane. Um, however, this guy has still averaged, you know, between 30 and 40 games a year for the past like six years. So obviously he's not done. Um, this guy's career started when he was very young in La Liga with Zaragoza yep. before they, they hadn't been uh, relegated yet. Um, he moves on to Serie A to play with Genoa. He moves to freaking Portugal to play with Sporting in the in the top division there. Obviously, Sporting one of the big three clubs. Um, and then he his career fell off a little bit. He went to Russia to play he for Lokomotiv, which is still Moscow. a massive club. That's one of the biggest clubs in Russia. Yeah. Um, and then he came back to Spain, back to the Aragotha in the uh, La Liga too. And he's you know been their captain. He's a legend there. Like they when he left. When he left, they had a big ceremony for him in front of their entire, you know, sold out stadium. The, the club put like a 30 minute uh, uh, video, say a farewell video on their YouTube. Like he is a bona fide legend. 
And when I saw his name being linked with us, I was like, there is absolutely, this is a joke, right? Like they're just, <laughs> they're just randomly linking players with us. But I yeah. mean, yeah, Johnny, I think up. he posted in the chat group. It was like, oh, wow, once you're done picking your job off the floor after looking at this guy's like pedigree. <laughs> yeah. Come back and we'll talk about this. So yeah, <laughs> pl- played in La Liga, played in Serie A, played in top division Portugal, played in the Europa League for like yep. four different clubs. This dude, this dude was in a Copa del Rey final. He was in a Copa del Rey final, yeah. This dude played in the under-20 World Cup with Spain and was nicknamed the Bull by Diego f***ing Maradona. Okay, <laughs> like... What I can't understand that this is actually happening. <laughs> I love this. And I know yeah. fans out there of other teams will be like, well, it's because daddy Atletico Madrid's hooking you guys up. Well, guess what? Nothing sure stops is. you from finding a European club as well. <laughs> so Let go cry about this. it. Go cry Let about it. This. So this is so anyway, this is extremely intriguing. This is probably the it best is. rumor that we've ever had in the history of this club. This is just so exciting. Um, even though this dude is 38 years old, you know, he clearly just wants to keep playing all of the time. He could have retired. He could, yep. and, 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 you know, he's obviously not making nearly as much money in Ottawa as he would be no. making anywhere else. You know, apparently he's been turning down offers in Croatia, turning down offers in Cyprus. Um, but, that's what, but I guess I guess to, to me, it's, it's kind of more <clears throat> a play like this is, I think, less about money and more just about the type of league you're playing in. Because if he's coming to play in the Canadian Premier League, like that is not as as terrible as it is to say, as physically demanding as a lot of the European leagues that, that he's played in. Yeah. So to come to CPL is, is a good, I think, quote unquote break um, for, for Alberto. Um, but it also allows him, like you said, to continue to play football and continue to play football at a professional level, yeah. just at a league that the tempo is a little bit <laughs> less intense than La Liga or, or the top, top flight of Portuguese football. So well, it's it's funny that you say that because when we were bringing young Spanish kids here um, and they weren't really popping off that much, uh, you know, I'm talking about like someone like Rafa Nunez or something like that, or yep. um, even Raul Uche. It's Uche, like, yeah. oh, you know, these these young Spaniards coming here and they are struggling to cope with the physicality of the league. Rafa Nunez, especially that dude played way more than he had to and just got mm-hmm. knocked around constantly. This is the other end of that spectrum. Now we're bringing someone that is going to bring even more physicality to the league because of how just wise and, 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 and older and experienced he is. Like he's yeah. going to be the one coming in and just absolutely murdering 18 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, his, yeah, you're right. His nickname, man, El Toro. And yeah. the, the reason why his nickname is El Toro is because he's a fan of dirt napping kids, which yeah, is, exactly. which, you know, in this case will probably be really good for us, especially in a number six. Like, we talk about the physicality of Sissoko when we had Sissoko in mm-hmm. the number six. And this to me is just another level. Like Sissoko yeah. was good, but he's not like this pedigree good. Mm-hmm. So not only are you getting a huge physical presence in the center back of the pitch, but you're mm-hmm. also getting an extremely experienced, extremely technically savvy player. Yeah. And, and then you I combine mean, that just... with like Ollie and Noah Verhoeven and like, oh, like, I just want to see, like, obviously we haven't had a lot of time to do a lot of uh, deep diving on the, the video today. Not like we did with uh, Ruben last week. But um, I want to see, like, because one, one of the things about Suzuka was that, you know, he basically couldn't run. Like, yeah, he could, he could, he was a destroyer in the back and the middle. And that's what we mm-hmm. needed from him. But, like, if this guy can be that and also run, his lights out. Yeah. Um, I just hope that, you know, his... Being that old, his knees can handle running on plastic every other week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like to me, that's that's a that's a consideration in this league, I guess, because anyone who's played on turf or grass, 
I can tell you right now, my knees hurt just talking about turf. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh again, I hope that he's, he's, I, I'm sure he is fit. I mean, he's 38 and probably way fitter than you or I, Johnny. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he only just finished his season like last month. Right. So, yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So uh, hopefully we get to see the, the, this come to fruition, but the hot, the hot, 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 hot rumor like red hot lava, you know, where Mount Vesuvius hot is yeah. that Alberto Zapata is coming to Atletico Ottawa. And I, man, even saying that sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. I don't get it. Anyways. Um, we, yeah, we, this already, we broke this uh, earlier today. So there's oh, going to be he some won questions. The Spanish, he won the Spanish super cup twice as well in 03, 04 and 04, 05. Back to back with Ray Algozardoza. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> and he's coming to Ottawa. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So there's definitely going to be some questions about this because people will have read this about, you know, a couple hours before we recorded this. So without further ado, you've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG Mailbag. It's a big mailbag. It is a big one this week. So obviously there's a lot of questions and concerns this week, uh, just with the team and the performance. So, uh, yeah, so this is the portion of the podcast where you guys get to send us all these questions. And this week you sent us a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's one of the best parts about being a member of the capital city supporters group is that you get a whole section of the podcast. That's just for you where we talk about your stuff. So let's kick it off. I had someone ask me at the GCP afterwards. They they want to get the mailbag in immediately. They said, "I love that. I love those drunken yeah. hot mailbag takes." They're the yeah. best. Just who was your man of the match? Not the man of the match, but your man of the match. Ooh. Uh, and my my man of the match specifically was Nelson Bryce's kid. Shout out Nelson. He was manning the bubble <laughs> machine. He was manning the bubble machine like a champ. He was keeping it full of liquid. Made it sure it was constantly going, and the vibe was unparalleled. So Nelson, you are my man of the match. <laughs> I, I I love that. You know, again, it, it's it's not who who is <laughs> it's not who is the man of the match. It's who's your man of the match. Exactly, and he's yeah. mine. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, my man of the match. Oof. Uh, I'm gonna say my man of the match was actually a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alina, I I liked having her down in the capoing capoing this match. Sheds um, a new cap of Alina. She's done a couple games now, I think. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. I think she was excellent. Uh, it, honestly, like I could hear her on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. I think it's awesome to see just more people getting involved. To me, it shows the growth of the supporters group, where it's not just you know as as as. Eddie and Brandon have named themselves the Melanin Mafia every week, <laughs> given, given it, you know, it's, it's nice to see that there are other people that are stepping up into mm-hmm. roles and not just here. We, you know, we, we talked about the, the writer shed getting bigger, yeah. but this role, like being a capo is a huge, huge undertaking for, for someone for an entire match to yeah. just keep that energy. <clears throat> and we've seen Billy do it. We've seen Eddie and Brandon do it. And now I think Alina is just killing it. I love, yeah. I love to see it. I love, you know, you love to see it as we say, it's great. On this you know, podcast. especially seeing people step up and like volunteering to do that. Like yeah, it's exactly. not people being, it's not people being voluntold to do things. Yeah. It's like, no, I want to do it. I want to get up there. And I mean, the, honestly, I could never do that. That terrifies me. And I've probably been on stage <laughs> like 10,000 times, but like going up with a megaphone in front of the whole supporters group, lead the songs could never do it. Could never be. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you put enough beer in me, I would definitely do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, those are our men slash women of the match. Love it. Love Great it. choices. Love it. Great choices. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to shoot this one to you. Uh, yeah. Currently sitting at third most goals scored, which is kind of a bit surprising, but it is true. I just checked. Um, 
Could this team become one of the best offensive forces in the league if we become more clinical in our finishing? Wait, are we actually? The- <laughs> we have the third most goals scored. We no score way. more goals than Forge with one less game played. What? Oh, you're... N- <laughs> wow. All it right. Pacific, Cavalry, and then us. T-I-L. That is insane. Uh- <laughs> I know. it's Dude, I had to look it up because I was like, who... Why? This is not right, but no, it yeah. is. Yeah, okay. Uh, y- could we be one of the... Honestly, after seeing the first half of that match, if we could yeah. play like that every single game for both halves mm-hmm. and then finish, yeah, I, like I think that's the issue is is we're just not a finishing team right now. But we've seen it in the past where once the pieces are all kind of aligned a little bit, mm-hmm. and then Carlos figures out that last kind of master stroke to like get us where we need to be. Yep, I, I think that's what we're waiting on right now. We've kind mm-hmm. of figured out the the structure and the way we want to you know attack and defend. The issue is our finish is still kind of a bit weak. Not as weak, I would argue, not as weak as it was last season because mm-hmm. last season we really just didn't have offense. It was basically yeah. like Bally Tabla and our mids doing all the work. Yeah. Um, and obviously Ali Bassett. But I think this season we actually have seen a lot more of an offensive shift for Atletico. It's, yeah. you know, quote unquote, as, you know, Gareth Wheeler would like to say, more fun to watch. But at the same time, it, it's, I think it is a little bit more of, a, of an offensive game. I yeah. think that we would be a huge, huge offensive team if we could just figure out that last piece on finishing. Less less kind of thinking and more just doing, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, look look at the, the first half of this game and the first half of the last game. You know, we could have scored like three goals in each of those halves and we would, oh, have, so we would, have, we would have had six goals in the past two games instead of so two. Frustrating. So, so frustrating. You're right. It's, it's, I, I truly think that we could if we start clicking. I mean, and, you know, it's going to be hard to be more uh, offensively uh, uh, potent as a, than a team like Pacific. But, mm. um, I mean, I think we could be up there. Yeah, I agree. We could. Um, all right, I'm going to hit you with this one. What info will the club release first? Our two new players or where Ollie will be playing in three weeks? <laughs> Why would you write that? <laughs> I hate it. I hate, I hate that it. as well. I hate yeah. that as well. We said it on the last pod when we knew that we were getting a six, but we didn't know who it was that if they were coming in, uh, we were going to have to lose a player. Um mm-hmm. And if we're going to be compliant with the roster rules, it's going to have to be an over 23 foreigner or yeah, that it's going to have to be. So basically either we're going to not be compliant with the rules, which theoretically it might be fine considering we haven't been in compliance with the rules the whole season so far. Not um, only that, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Forge has been in compliance with the salary cap rules since their inception. So. There you go. There you go. And with in hard data, I believe that Cavalry and Valor aren't actually also compliant with the current uh, 23 roster rules. So it's, so you know, I don't even so know. You know what? <laughs> rules are just, you know, they're just, just they're guidelines. In. They're guidelines yeah. at this point. So we do, will still need to free up a space um, because we're at 22 players right now. Ruben brings us to 23, and we can only have 23. So um, we currently have see, two. Well, I mean, we currently have two U Sports players, U-sports? and yeah, they're going to go U-sports. home in August anyway. So we might just cut it short, or or just unregister one of them, let them keep training, but they can't play, which is fine. Um, well, it's not like they've put in very we many. Exactly. We haven't seen we haven't Junior yet. Re- yeah, exactly. We haven't really seen Junior, so maybe yeah. you know we put him on the practice squad and we keep him training with the team, and we can bring yeah. him back next year. When It'd be nice to have that uh, affiliate. I know that you can have League One Ontario affiliates and send players mm-hmm. down there, but for some reason you can't with PLSQ. So that's so weird. It's the, and our and our affiliate team is in that league, so maybe yeah. they'll change that rule next season. But we'll hopefully. see. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um. So it's this is funny. So with so many, this is kind of connected to that one. Uh, with so many rumors swirling. 
Do you think we will know all of our transfer window signings before the window opens? Um, do you think there will be more added than just Del Campo and Zapata and Will Ollie leave? So like San Cavadilio. <laughs> okay. Um, will we know all the transfer window signings before the window opens? Uh, as long as the Sherlock Johnny is on the case, I'm pretty sure we will. Because, <laughs> man, Johnny's like the first one, hottest rumor. He's like, he's like, hey, I saw this tweet from a, a Twitter account that has 17 followers, but is a dude that follows the, the seventh tier Spanish soccer league. So, 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 yes, as long as Johnny's still involved, I think we're going to know a lot of them. I, I think there's going to be some surprises. I honestly yeah. think there, there might be. Um, do you think I there's going to be more than just these two? I, th- I think so. I think really? there's going to be at least at least one more. Um, I think you're going to see the team maybe maybe release or 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 lose more than just a cup, you know, one player mm-hmm. to 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 have the roster. Um, we've seen it know. happen. We've we've seen. Yeah. I mean, Hal- Halifax just mutually terminated two player contracts. Um, well, exactly. Like it's it's not unheard of in the league. I think yeah. I think we're going to see it. Um, I don't know who that will be yet. Uh, again. You know, I would just be completely speculating at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there will be more than just Del Campo and, and Zapata. Um, will Ollie leave? I hope not. Yeah. I would like to keep him for the re- at least the rest of the season. I think if we can keep him for this season, it's good. Because I honestly think if he performs, continues to perform at the level he's performing, like there's other clubs sniffing around already. Mm-hmm. So I think that he, if he continues to perform, he'll probably get picked up by a European league somewhere. Um, so well the thing is is that he might be excited about the players that we're bringing in in the window and then he might not be so keen on leaving immediately right you might be like okay like i'll finish the signing here i'm seeing some ambition from the club to really sort of pick up our situation because we know we're not where we want to be um but i see some ambition to sort of get us back to where we need to be and you know signing someone like alberto zapata is like that's some ambition right there (laughs) yeah we're really we're really shooting for the moon in this league on that signing So I don't know. There are there are no rumors or links. It's all speculation based on, you know, roster rules and also just how well he plays and uh, things that he's already said about using it as a stepping stone, which is fine. But we'll 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 believe it when we see some sort of rumors coming around. But as of right now, I haven't seen anything. Yes. Yes. Of all the players, I really don't want Ollie to leave. Um, If I was going to put anyone on my jersey, it would be Ollie. So please don't ever leave Atletico. You should stay here forever. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, so if Atletico signed Don Alberto, uh, would he be the biggest name to sign in CPL history? Argue your case. Ooh. Um, I mean, he's, he's got the pedigree to be honest. Like he's a signing that brings a lot of depth, I think to the team. He brings a lot of, uh, you know, obviously experience from professional leagues in Europe. Mm -hmm. I would say he's probably near the top yeah of, of signings i would say for sure if he's not it's, number one he's definitely like in the top three but this here's the weird thing is that like you don't you don't want to be uh definitive and say you know i bet he's up there but who would be higher than him yeah i mean who that's would a good be point. higher than him you know what i mean that's, we've got like um obvi- obviously i mean Suzoko was yeah we could have taken that before he uh, came ba- here balu i guess i mean <laughs> Balu, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. here's a guy that had one season in Barcelona B and then just came back to MLS. So, like, yeah, it's impressive, but this is not 138 La Liga appearances impressive. Yeah, good point. You know what yeah, I mean? This is, not, this is not two Spanish Super Cup wins, Copa del Rey finals impressive. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Europa League impressive. Friggin' sport, club sporting. Sporting Lisbon, for God's sakes. Yep. It's just insane stuff. 
Yeah. It's, yeah. I, no, I, honestly, for me, no, it doesn't get any higher than that. Like exactly. And, and like you know say, the funniest thing about us making this argument is you're like, yeah, there's Sissoko. And I was like, yeah, and there's also Blue Tablet. Guess what? All of those players <laughs> played for Ottawa. <laughs> and I mean, maybe it makes it, it makes us sound like we don't know players in the rest of the league. But I mean, we also we obviously follow the signings and some of them do have impressive uh, pedigree. Like when Halifax brought in uh, Lorenzo yeah. Caligari, they're like, oh, here's a guy that played with Mbappe. It's like, okay, yeah. like being on the pitch with Mbappe for one game and coming from the it's PSG the Academy the isn't the same as playing in La Liga no. 138 times. So, no, exactly. No, I don't think there has ever been a signing this high profile in the history of this league. This is going to... St- and I mean, you know, obviously we were only we would only be able to get a signing this high profile if, if he's like 38 years old. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You're not but wrong. This is going to this is going to step it up. Um, I, I this, this is really funny. This this is really meta for anyone that's listening to this. So Fernando Lopez just tweeted <laughs> two times pen emoji equals rocket emoji. He just tweeted that like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. So no way. Hold on, let me bring that do you up. Think, I'm gonna show this to you in the camera. Do you think he's talking about oh, these two yeah, signings? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent is. Hundred percent is. is. I love how I love how this is the age of the internet we're in right now. Is Johnny and I are recording this on like a Tuesday, a night for me, day for him, or a Monday, day, like whatever. And and Fernando, the CEO of the club, is tweeting basically exactly what we're talking about. What right we're now. talking about? As we're talking about it. So this yes, I think those time, are two signings. I, I think he's probably talking about those two signings. So. I love it. Now that you've showed me that, I will go and like and retweet that. <laughs> Very cool. Now, this just makes me worried that we love gonna, you, Fernando. Uh, yeah, this but this just makes me worried that they're going to announce those signings later today. And then by the time you listen to this, it won't be a rumor anymore. We'll, we'll look uh, like we're late on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? It's currently uh, 730 p.m. Latvia time, which is what time and in, in where you are. It, it is 1230 p.m. 1230 p.m. Johnny Montreal time. So we we. We beat it because we've been recording. Technically, he tweeted that 32 minutes ago, and we've been recording for 45 minutes exactly. There we go. So, you know. Don't try and break us. Don't add us. us Don't add us, anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let me hit you with this one. Sam Salter had a pretty solid game. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about him starting at nine moving forward in Shaw's absence? Because Shaw, Malcolm Shaw obviously made the final team of Trinidad and Tobago. Shout out, Malcolm Shaw killed it yep very very impressive so we'll be playing with them in their next three games i'm guessing he's already there because he wasn't in the game this past weekend but how do i feel about salter starting at nine moving forward in shaw's ass and great obviously i feel great look at how well he just played in that game you know mm-hmm. we're only gonna be missing him for a bit obviously sammy stepped the hell up um and put in a great performance so i think yeah. that would give him a lot of confidence and moving forward no i feel fine <laughs> johnny mm-hmm. feels fine I yeah. like that. what about you <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that if, again, I think that if he can play like he did in this match, I, I think, I think I'm less concerned. Um, I, I kind of get a little bit of like shades of, uh, of Miguel, Miguel in the six a little bit mm-hmm. where, where we were all kind of worried and he struggled for, for a bit. And now he's kind of found a little bit of a groove in that position. Yeah. Like I loved, I think, uh, it was in the second, second half, like midway through the second half, he did that run up right through the middle of the pitch mm-hmm. and pass it off to Gianni Dos Santos. And I was like, uh, that's like the kind of six play that I want to see. Cause Miguel is extremely fast. Yeah. And it's a bit surprising, like people aren't expecting the six to cut in like that. Um, so I would like to see a little bit more of, of, of that type of performance from Sam Salter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if he can continue to do that, that's great. I think that having his family there and 
putting out a performance like this at home in front of the fans probably put a bunch of gas in his tank. And I would yeah. love to see him just ride on that for a bit and actually like put in the performance uh, in, in future matches, especially when we're facing teams that have a very structured, very strong defense like Pacific and Forge. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's not like our strikers were really lighting up the league anyways before this. So, uh, you know, this is this is the best striker performance we've probably seen this season, Yeah, um, which is good because it's a moment where he stepped up and that's yep. what we need. Agreed. Um, Saturday we had a clean injury report, which is very yeah, funny. Yeah, it it's was like, actually it was actually shocking. I when I saw it, I was like, yeah. no injuries. I was like, what? It's it's. <laughs> I love that they still need to, you know, for sponsorship reasons, they still have to put the report out. But the report is just <laughs> a picture that says everyone's available. <laughs> uh, has that ever happened before? Who do you think will be the first player back on it, and why is that Neba? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god so for those of you that don't know uh, i completely screwed the times up on recording times today and misunderstood what johnny said so i haven't read any of these mailbag questions <laughs> but whoever wrote that high five to you that's actually really funny <laughs> and why is it neba yeah. um yeah i think i think it's probably as terrible as it is to say i think it probably is going to be neba yeah um because we've seen his, him consistently be injured in the past um but it is kind of cool to see that we finally got a, 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 essentially a clean injury sheet, so to speak. Um, has it happened before? I'm not sure if it's ever happened before for this club. Usually there's at least one person that's that's day to day or whatever with like a, you know, a sore hamstring or something that they're just, yeah. you know, icing or whatever. Um, I don't think we've ever seen that. And I think that's good. It's a good sign for the club. You know, hats off to the physio and yeah. staff. They're obviously doing a good job, um, especially because they're keeping Neba healthy. <laughs> So it's a great, uh, yeah. it's a great sign for our, for our, our it really uh, is. Honestly, it really staff. is. And it's hilarious that the first time that we've ever been completely injury free, we're missing one of our players on international duty. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Can't true, catch a break. True. Can't catch no, a break. No, we can't. No, except, except in our signings, apparently. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. I'll hit you with this one. With the table so tight, where do you see we, us finishing this season? I don't, I have no clue dog. Like I, it's, 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 it's very tight. Johnny, 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 look at me. Look at me in the eyes right now. Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. Fourth. Decision. There you go. <laughs> That's my guess. I think we can finish fourth. Yeah. Um, uh, the table is extremely tight right now. There is, you know, there is one point separating fourth and seventh. Um, and they only which is insane. Points. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's anyone's game really it's it's so funny they could have just kept it four teams make the playoffs and it's, and it's still and it would have been an even better playoff race because only one of those would make it but uh getting into f with five teams now we basically you know just have to finish above halifax and valor and then we've got a playoff spot so i still think yeah. we can make fourth i mean like we said we, there's some encouraging play in the first yep. half of our past few games so i mean if, if we really step it up i think we can hit another level maybe our new yep. signings can help us hit that next level but yeah uh, i'm seeing fourth what are you seeing yeah, I'm going to I'm going to optimistically say we're going to squeak in past Cavalry and finish mm. third. I'm going to optimistically say that. That's bold. Uh yeah, and I, I think York is going to I think yeah, cuz again, we'd have to catch up to York and Cavalry. I think that York's, you know, uh, they're good. Honestly, I have to give York credit. Right yeah. now, they're playing an excellent season. Um, they've, they've really stepped it up, which sucks because on paper they were scary and now in practice they're scary. Um, but in true York fashion, I think in my super, you know, <laughs> expert opinion, they're going to choke like they always do. Um, and then cavalry, I don't think is anything to, to, to write home about. So I could see it being like Pacific for sure is going to finish top of the table. 
Uh, Forge will finish second, and then maybe maybe us by like a point or two. Yeah. Speaking of cavalry, I didn't forget about Joe Mason when we were talking about players and pedigree. Oh yeah, I know, shit, that, I know yeah. that playing in the in the EFL Championship is also a very good pedigree. But, true, true. But it's still not better than. Uh, <laughs> it's still than not better than Al- yeah. <laughs> Alberto. Um, York, I would love to see Dero get sold in July and then them just fall right off. We'll see if that happens. Um, it might honestly, because Dero's been having a hell of a season. <laughs> so yeah, he's great. Uh, um, yeah, how maybe. much do you feel that that second half performance was related to nerves? So a poor start to the season and shadows of York the weekend before. Um, I don't think it was, I honestly don't think it was related to nerves. I think it was just related to the way that we, it was just related to the strategy that we used. We scored yeah. early, we pressed hard out of the gate and mm. then we kind of ran out of gas, probably I would say 10 minutes into the second half. Yeah. And then we were just kind of. It was a bit of a bit of a knife, a bit of a knife fight in a phone booth, you know, for like, yeah. especially for the fans. Yeah. Like I felt I felt awful for you guys. I was watching the game. And I was like, man, I can only imagine what it'd be like sitting in the dub watching this go down. And it's just so, so <laughs> close. And like, it's just like so stressful. Ugh. Yeah, super stressful. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't think it was nerves. I just think it was more so the fact that we aren't used to so far, even this season taking the lead that early and then having yeah. to hold on to a lead. Um, yeah. I also think uh, maybe not scoring a couple of those goals probably, you know, messed with their heads a bit because some of those probably should have been goals and we should have been up maybe three, nothing at halftime, yeah. which would have been a completely different game. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I mean, you know, I think that might've been the same case last week as well. I mean, you know, hitting the post that many times or missing chances that you should be scoring. It'll, uh, it can screw with your psyche. Yep. Yeah, so I think that's that that has more to do with it. I don't think York has anything. Like honestly, it sucks to lose to York in that manner, but I don't think that really. I think they probably forgot about that game the same way yeah. we all want to. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Nathan Ingham's return was a clean yeah. sheet. Sure was. Ha- though he didn't have to do much. Um, how much do you think his return will help the defense and bolster our set piece defense? I think it already did. Honestly, yeah. I, I I rewatched the game. So I watched the game on the weekend, and then I rewatched it again today. I liked seeing the just the serene calmness of Nate Ingham when he's directing his defense especially on set pieces yeah and he's very like analytical he reads the plays really well we talk about Sean Melvin sometimes being out of position or or not really like knowing where to set his wall up but watching Nate Ingham be like hey I want two guys here move to the left take two steps to the you know to the left all right I want you guys to like turn whatever and then and then kind of negate a little bit of the advantage that a set piece play against us has, mm. I think was really nice. I think it, I think the guys are more confident now that Nate's back because, you know, as much as Sean Melvin had a, had a, a good game or two, I don't think he's as confident as Nathan Ingham is between the pipes. And I think that that's an incredible mental advantage, especially for the defense, especially for depending on set pieces. I think that it's, it, it can't be understated how important it is to have a keeper who has control of his back line. And I think Nate Ingham has control of his back line, even when he doesn't have to do much, he, yeah. he still seems calm and confident in his, in his defending. Well, I was going to say like it was, <laughs> he was helped quite a bit by the fact that Sandoval apparently couldn't hit a friggin' barn door with a shovel. True. Um, True. Some of, so many True. of those free kicks, like he, he missed so many free kicks to the point. I think Dan started the chant. It was like, change your number. Like <laughs> You can't be a number 10 and absolutely sky yeah. it over the, over the net that many times. Um, also, yeah. also I, I love speaking of that. I loved seeing Dan in the dub. Like, so, so obviously Dan, Dan stepped down as president and Bryce took over. But I, I love seeing Dan in the dub just like being a part of the, 
the 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 supporters group and just like being as degenerate as the rest of us. It's great. It's uh, I love it. And and honestly, like seeing him, you know, high five with Drew Becky and stuff. I think that's really really good. Yeah. Um, so Dan, happy to have you in there. Happy to have all of your 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 shit talking, especially to other players on the other team. I love it. I love that kind of stuff. I I really honestly, it's probably one of the biggest things I miss about being in the dub. And uh, I, the, the day that this episode comes out, it is Dan Duff's birthday. So, oh, happy birthday, Dan! <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. you get a win on the weekend for the boys, and you're you know now uh, healthy, twenty six years old. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> healthy, twenty six years old. Um, one last question here with yeah. with with a few if it's it's keeper related again. Um, I love a, it. With a few, if any, mistakes to note in his previous games, do you think it was harsh dropping Melvin? And how do you keep his morale up now that you've essentially told him that no matter what, aside from injury or suspension, you are number two? I mean, to say like we, how harsh do you think we dropped Melvin? Like it's, you make it sound like we took him out back behind the woodshed. You know, like, you're like, <laughs> all right, your time has come as we like load the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no, I, I think that I think that Sean Melvin, he's he is a good keeper. I don't think he's he's bad. I, I would say he's probably as good as some of the other keepers who are starting in this league. Yeah, I think he's absolutely. better than Cal. I honestly think he's better than Cal Irving yeah. for sure. Um, And I, I just look at his performance. I think he was a bit inconsistent. He had some good games and he had some real boneheaded dumb plays in some of the games. And I think part of that maybe might have just been experience where he just needs more games under his belt to yeah. like kind of get rid of those nerves or whatever it was. Um, but I, I don't think it's necessarily bad for him to continue to kind of, um, I'm going to call it a, a apprentice to be the squire to his, <laughs> to well, the, his the majesty is, King Nate, you know, the thing like, is, is they're like the same age. So yeah. I was, I was really surprised that he came back this season. Like when I saw that he had resigned, I was like, damn, we're going to lose Ingham, aren't we? Like they both shouldn't be here. He should be starting in another club in this league. Um, yeah. So I can I see think- how his morale might not be there because of that. But I no, don't I, think I don't think it's like I don't think the issue is being like it's saying, oh, you're number two now. I think the issue would be and I said this last week, too. I think not not letting Ingham back in the starting 11 as soon as he was ready would be a slap in the face to him. Like he's done well, more than enough to exactly, deserve that spot. Exactly. And I think that that of all of the of all of the players on the team who went out with injury, we had Carl Howarth back. Um, you know, you didn't really you didn't really see. um you know, Nebo was back, but you didn't see him play. Yeah. I think, I think I agree with you. I think that Nate Ingham has more than earned his spot as our number one keeper. Yeah. Um, and I think if Sean Melvin wants some starts, which I think he easily could do in this league with, mm-hmm. with, with certain, with other teams, honestly, yeah. um, then maybe in the off season, that's where he goes and, you know, looks. Cause I think again, if, if Vancouver continues to play like Vancouver, I don't know if they're keeping Callum Irving around. Yeah, I, no. I I know that's something I'd be looking at with a negative 11 GD. <laughs> yeah, no, who knows? Um, no. Great mailbag. Fantastic mailbag. It was short awesome notice, job, but everyone. a lot of people had a lot to ask about, especially since that uh, signing rumor came up. So, Love it. yes, the dub. I was in the dub. It was incredible. How was uh, it? It was, it was serene. It was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, the Johnny, was, Johnny. 
Johnny sent me a photo of my buddy Frank took yep. my ticket this week and yep. he just got back from Latvia and Johnny sent me a picture of him and Frank together, which was dope. He's like, are this, his ticket <laughs> is in this seat. And because he doesn't know the deal, he's probably going to be in that seat. And lo and behold, he was, so it was easy to find him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was sick. He, I, Johnny was telling me he apparently brought some merch and like, yeah, he, he brought like, some merch. Back. He's like, I'm coming back here again. Like this was sick. So you love to see that. Um, growing, growing the, growing the dub, growing the dub. Absolutely. No, it was bumping. It was fantastic. Like we said, Alina did a great job. Eddie had also always did a great job. Um, we had the bubble machines going. Uh, we had mm. Joey wearing the dark. Wally was out. Mask. I saw Wally, Wally was, was out. out. It was very, very sick. Um, and we won't see that for a couple of weeks because our next two matches are away. Um, away at Starlight and away at so our first, Field. our first away match. Yes, our next match Sunday, June twenty fifth, at the Timbits Box against Forge. How are we feeling about this? They're not in a good place right now, are they? They're not. They just uh, they just posted up a, a loss against Valor, and Valor's a mid team right now, um, yep. which is good to see. I like I like seeing Forge drop points. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, traditionally, we haven't been terrible against Forge. Eh. I mean, tradition. When I say tradition, I mean like last season we were in the, <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe in the past two years. So yeah. Forge right now are on a streak. Other other than when they beat us with like the ninety first minute goal. Um, they have, they're sitting on a loss, a draw and a loss and a loss. So oh, I love that. Yeah. I love it too. Um, is this like a good time to take advantage of this? Do you think we can get a W at Tim Hortons field next week? I think, I think we could. I yeah. honestly think we could, especially if we play like we did in the first half of this match. Mm-hmm. I think we could easily pull out, you know, a squeaker, maybe like a two one or a one nothing. I would love it. I, I would, would love, love that too. Cause yeah. I love seeing us beat Forge at, at, at Tim Bitsfield. I love Even it. Even though it's I only love, happened the one time. Just, flex, <laughs> just flexing on their fans. Just, I love that. We hold that game very dear in our hearts because it's one of the only times we've ever scored against them. And it's the only time that we've ever won against them. So Man, I was on was a, I was on a transatlantic flight for that match, yeah. and I watched it. I paid for Wi Fi to watch it live, and yeah. it was totally. I remember that. I remember that. Like, that cost you a fortune, didn't it? It was like fifteen bucks, whatever. Yeah, it was worth, worth it, it. Dude, worth it. <laughs> um, yes, so that will be banging. Um, obviously, there will be a watch party for it at the GCP. Um, there yeah. will likely be a hot stove before it. Uh, I don't think we have the details that finalized details to be confirmed. Yeah, yep. to be confirmed. Follow the Twitter. Um, hope we get more goals. I wish we had five again instead of the one because our pride raiser campaign continues to raise True. money for kind space. So pledge some money for that every time we score. Duh, duh, duh. Uh, in a couple weeks, if you want to be in the dub, check out the link on our website as always. Um, Patty Gibson with the player rankings, read those. Joe, you know, with mm-hmm. this month in review, read those. Ben Ralph with the forward press, read those. Megan, oh, I re- uh, yeah, I read the forward press actually before this uh, recording. It was it's man, good. what a it's a really, really, really in depth. If you want to know what happens in the inner workings of like the post game pressers, it's yeah. honestly really good to read. Exactly, it's like that one. Like Ben's and Patrick's is for us especially is required reading. So now we know what to think and say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not that we're echoing what they say because sometimes we're like. Uh, whatever but but yes it is it's important to kind of get you know we're going to call it test the waters a little bit (laughs) absolutely absolutely well i mean especially the the forward press because like i don't get access to the uh press conferences interviews (laughs) with being able to read yeah occasionally i'll watch them and stuff but yeah yeah, it's 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 nice to have that yeah and uh yes megan wiper with the footy 101s those are great we'll probably have another one in a couple weeks um as always we got new designs in the shop yeah patty great weekend uh Hopefully we have another one next weekend. Oh my God. That would be so good. Could we just beat forge? That would be the best. I would love it. I would love it. Patty. 
Until next time, buddy. You as well. Vamos at large.